Hi everyone, um, today we're gonna talk a little bit about um, morning, so M-O-U-R-N-I-G, morning, and the differences or the possible differences between maybe the South American culture and the German culture. Um, it is, at the moment, um, some of you then ha follow me on any kind of social media or follow Chechi's world um, might know that my family is in mourning at the moment. We lost uh, my grandfather who was actually more like my father and um, because my father, my biological father died when I was very little. So... It was <laughs> kind of normal that I um, grew up with my grandparents, so um, they were they played a big role in my life, and um, I spent a lot of time with them. And well, my grandfather was um, like that; he was the head of the household, the head of the family. Even though um, some of us lived or live in other countries and other cities, um, you know. My grandmother was the backbone for sure, and um, she she kept everyone together, and she kept everybody's head on the ground, uh, or feet on the ground, and everybody's um, path kind of you know on track. And Grandpa was one to do also that, but more in another way, like in a more. Um, smooth and tender way so they really balanced each other out in the way <laughs> they raised us of course at times we didn't feel that way because I mean who does about their parents feel that they're doing everything perfectly I think no one <laughs> at a certain time but once we got older I think we all realized um how great it had been and how great it still was everybody could still count on them and even you know if we could still go to their home and feel like it was our own and all that. So right now, my per my family is in mourning. Yeah, we are uh, sad. We are um, in the process of um, working out how to live without this great figure in our lives, right? That is kind of the mourning process, the, to live the sadness, to go through the different phases of mourning. Uh, many people go through anger as well, right? So sadness, anger, then maybe um, extreme joy. And it, it's like a roller coaster to be honest and um, that is the same way it is with us of course because the emotional aspect I don't think varies too much however the the official process I do think varies from person to person as well and definitely within culture how we see death or how we see the death of our loved ones, how we manage, how we handle it, um, how our minds immediately take it on, uh, where you know, rather than, um, for example, the emotional aspect. As the cultural stereotype says about Latin Americans, we, or even uh, North Americans, um, also have... I wouldn't say all of them because there are also aspects where people are colder or 
warmer, you would say. Um, but we have a tendency to be definitely a lot more emotional. For some people in Europe, it might be cheesy, the word they look for, that we are <laughs> cheesier and maybe dramatic, which nobody is denying. However, we are also people that grow up with lots of, lots of demonstrations of love. So, I mean, of course there are exceptions because not, not everybody can be the same way. However, um, we grow up in families that um, are very similar to the Italian stereotype, I could say. I'm not saying every, we are very um, loud and all that, neither are all of their families, but we do get together a lot. We, um, I talk to my family, uh, to my mom, for example, almost every day, although we are far apart from each other, and uh, to my grandparents, I try to talk um, on a re regular basis as well, especially to my grandpa, because we were very close. Um, and we had a certain level of respect for him, too, that I don't think we would have for anybody other than him. Like, we still respected everybody else, but it was a, you know, like a hierarchy <laughs> in a way. Um, same way with grandma. And um, our mourning process is, like I said, very emotional. And, um, of course, also depending on who it is, in this case, the head of the family. So very emotional and um, during former times, I think, um, when my aunt passed away, so the sister of my mother, um, it was the same process. However, like, so we felt very sad, devastated, actually, because it was a surprise, it was a shock, and uh, in my case, I had to travel from the States to Colombia and um, try to kind of, um, I mean, yeah, process it, you know, try to digest the information and actually see what is actually happening. Is this really happening or not? Um, my body got like really weak at some point. Um, I would sit in a chair and literally, like in a movie, see everyone walk and sit next to me, but I had no real um, knowledge of who it was because I wasn't really paying attention. I was just in my own thoughts, in my own pain, and um, also didn't want everybody just walking up to me and, you know, saying they're in a better place and blah, blah, blah. Yes, we do. We know all this. <laughs> I mean, uh, the person that is in mourning does know all that, guys. And I know you know, because if you have gone through this, you as well, um, could be the kind of person that doesn't necessarily like this, you know, immediate confrontation with the positivity that is also not quite realistic because we can't ignore the pain the person is going through by just blabbing out positive thoughts, right? Like, for example, well, at least he didn't suffer. Yeah, but he's still dead, right? Um... For us, I mean, for the person in pain at that moment, so, and we know you mean well, however, it doesn't help the pain, right? The mourning process, it doesn't help it. Um, 
yes, it's great to have positive people, but what is really the best way to approach this um, feeling, you know, this, this actual event? It's, it's uncertain because everybody's different. So that was how I felt when my aunt passed away. I was uh, basically like, please do not approach me. Please do not mess with me. I am, I would just bawl and bawl. I was sobbing like no other. Um, and of course my grandparents, it was really hard for them because they actually had to bury a child, which, um, I mean, we know from nature <laughs> it should not be the case and well that was really painful so and to see them like that and to see them in pain it was very 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 hard so um we even had to be like and take some drops you know so that we would uh relax a little bit uh, my aunt was also i was very close to her and um yeah so that was that process, of course, then we had in, in um, all of our countries, and I think here too, but um, in general, the emotion behind it, I think here the people are a little bit more uh, pragmatic, so a little bit more direct about the issues. So it is death, what can you do about it? There's nothing you can do, so let's move on, right? Um, they have their moments of pain and they might live through it, but the display of this emotion is quite different. Um, so, like I said, in our cases, the person passes away, then there are usually about three days of um, viewing, uh, of the possibility of viewing the body. So it is a viewing and um, the people get to come and say goodbye to their loved one or to their um, acquaintance or, you know, their friend, family member. Usually the family sits there all day, <laughs> takes breaks in between, but they're usually all there all day. And you might have seen this in movies, maybe you do it the same way in your country. And so you have to see a lot of people throughout the day. They come to you, they express their condolences, they, you know, tell you they love you, which that part I think is really great, you know, knowing that you have support. However, the process itself with the, with the body, with um, this whole, this whole ordeal is not easy. Then, uh, usually on the third day, there is um, some kind of um, mass or some kind of uh, ceremony, depending, of course, on religion. But in South America, most of our countries or our, the, the continent pretty much is um, majority is Catholic. Yeah, so, um, of course, if you are Protestant or uh, if you are a non-denomination um Christian, then you would have a different type of ceremony, but not a ceremony nonetheless. <clears throat> Excuse me. So then that at that point, the third day, you have the ceremony at a church, the body is taken there as well, and uh, in the coffin, of course, and um, that there might be some speaking about the person who passed, uh, might be one person who does it, it might be two, or, um, yeah, so it's in that, in that direction. After that, the body is taken to the cemetery, um, 
and people follow. So in Colombia, depending on the quantity of people, sometimes you even have buses that take the family members to the uh, to the cemetery. There, of course, is a small also ceremony, and then you watch the the body go down or being cremated. Um, both devastating things to watch. Uh, I mean, I think we've seen it in movies and in different uh, series or whatever that uh, the process of watching this coffin go down um, is a, is kind of like a visible um, step to letting that person go. And that is one of the hardest things ever, ever. Um, I've experienced it a few times and... Um, I can only speak from experience and what I have seen and that is definitely one of the moments that challenges you as a human being um, and how you act, how you process everything. So very painful. And then um, from there it, we don't have the custom to continue to hang out with the people that were there. So in the States, it's a little bit different. So sometimes there is um, a gathering, whether it's at the person's house or at a family member's house. And um, a lot of people bring food and things because it is thought of that the family, well, is not in the mood, is, um, is not going to cook, but everybody wants to watch out for them. So you have lots of people bringing in food and um, taking care of the person that um, is still there or still here. Actually a really nice and kind gesture for sure, right? But the getting together, I've only experienced it I think once and it was with the grandfather of um, uh, a very close family of ours, a family of friends, and um, in that case we went back and a lot of people uh, went back to the home in Colombia as well and had some food. Well, in Colombia, because it is a Catholic country, then you have nine days that follow of prayer and uh, the rosary and this, again, like I said, kind of a procedure, a process to try to help the soul move on and for you to let go. Um, so it's for both, I guess. <laughs> it's also not easy. But I think um, with each time it gets a little bit better. Um, sometimes at these, um, if they are in little villages, which I had the experience to go to some as well, when um, a great uncle of mine died and it was at his house, and many people came because he was very loved. Um, and uh, his wife, his uh, widow actually, prepared food for everybody. You know, she had snacks and um, she had lots of things. And on the last one, she had she made a great, um, like a it's a, it was a huge um, pot of soup <laughs> for absolutely everybody. That was quite impressive because, well, it kept her busy, of course, too, you know, in between 
um, living her, her process and uh, mourning in her grief. And, and the city is rather a little bit colder, but not extremely cold, you know. And now with COVID-19, everything has changed, right? I mean, our process, our, um, that what we knew is no longer it, right? Um, in this occasion, traveling is not a possibility, so... When my aunt passed away, immediately I was lucky enough to have a good friend to help me and I flew to Colombia immediately. Um, in this case, it's not a possibility for many reasons and the biggest reason being COVID-19. So we all had to adapt to the situation, to this painful situation, to um, staying in touch, to despite the differences, to processing, to um, kind of being a support system despite not being present, right? Quite a, quite a new experience. Uh, although we communicate often, but never, let's say, about something this crucial, this devastating. Um, yeah, so now we find ourselves mourning together, um, via Zoom, via WhatsApp, via uh, Facebook, and processing, talking about my grandfather. And I say processing a lot because that is, I think, one of the most important things in mourning, regardless of where you're from. You have to process um, the situation, otherwise you kind of live with it forever and it's hard to let go, therefore creating a lot of problems, possibly, even for your future. So process is necessary. Um, so we have adapted this new system of mourning together. We cry from time to time, of course. We remember him. We have uh, lots of pictures that we have shared. And we have had a whole different step-by-step um, -step process. Completely different. So no viewing of the body. Um... No ceremony officially on that day, but we will have one today. So three days or four days later, it was arranged and we can all uh, watch it online. So it is great, but uh, definitely different, right? So not, not, nobody will actually be there. Um, huge process. And from time to time, like I said... We all have our meltdowns and meltdowns um, where we kind of crawl into a corner and ball and then we have people come up and say, and especially here where I live, um, in Germany, this country or this continent is uh, stereotypically, I would say, colder. And I'm not talking about the weather, but the people. It's not necessarily true that people are cold, it's just that they were raised to respond differently to these type of issues. For us, it's sometimes like, man, don't you feel anything? Come on, <laughs> you know? But it's not that they don't feel, it's just uh, that they were taught to handle these things differently. So, in many ways, people will say, you know, my grandfather passed away, well, how old was he? Well, it doesn't matter. I mean, for them, it makes sense that if the person is old, well, it's okay, you're not going to suffer if they die. Well, yes, we do. <laughs> 
because, well, for one, in our case, in this uh, instance, um, my grandfather, although he was an elderly man, he was pretty much still together. He was fit, he would still walk, he would take care of a lot of his things, and uh, until very recently, so it is, like, say, his um, deterioration due to age came a little bit later, um, or the actual visible part came a little bit later, so it definitely was hard anyway. Also because his mind was sharp, he was still sharp, and um, he could talk to you about pretty much everything and anything, and he was wise and he was kind, and just so many aspects that made the age really irrelevant. But people here would ask you that because, like I said, it's logical that they will say, okay, sorry for your loss, move on, right? For us, it's like, oh, no, 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 you know, it's, uh, it's, a, oh, it's a completely different way to handle it. Like I said, one is not necessarily more correct than the other. We were all taught differently. Um... For example, one of the things that I heard here was, well, when you move away, when you don't live close to the people, you kind of lose touch, so it becomes less hard. It could be if it were, I don't know, a co-worker. It might affect me less. That's true. If I don't talk to them for 10 years or something, right? But if the person, is, even if they're not my family, but they made an impact in my life, I will definitely feel it, yeah, because that is the way we were taught. And we will still show empathy and we will still try to hug and offer you support if it is possible and we will show that we care, basically. Here it's very dry, <laughs> so um, it doesn't necessarily mean that they don't care, like I said, it's just simply... A way of looking at the world in a way that is pragmatic and practical and well we don't need to um, cry over something that we can't actually change or fix it's true but it doesn't make it easier right um, I heard yesterday from a friend about um, the process of um, the viewing and things like that here in Germany and something that I heard was very actually very interesting and actually beautiful also um, in the type of mass uh, they didn't have a religious a ceremony because they were they are not Catholic nor uh, Protestant or anything else so they had a non-religious speaker and they were allowed to choose three songs. So one at the beginning, one in the middle, and um, one at the end of the ceremony. Which I thought also was very beautiful because, if, for example, if we were to do that for my grandfather, or if we had done it, wow, that would have been awesome because my grandfather loved music. Like, he had so many favorite songs that like you didn't really know <laughs> what was actually his favorite. But, oh, that would have been so beautiful. And he mentioned, so for example, for the beginning and at the end, they just let him play classical music. And for the middle, they chose a song that they remembered their mother listening to when they were children when while she was ironing. 
something that small, that simple, but so powerful. So they chose that song kind of like like out of the blue because uh, they weren't quite sure. But at the same time, when it was played, boom, there was an emotional moment and, you know, some tears came. But it wasn't really a breakdown or anything, right? So, which I still think that makes a person so, so strong in that moment, right? But yet, they are also in touch with that feeling. So, a little bit different, also beautiful, but how they handle it versus how we handle it is usually different. Um, my family, in our case, uh, we are, many many of the family are very religious. I am personally not a religious person, although I believe in God. Um, it makes the process easier, and for some more than others. My mom, my mom is a warrior. I mean, she has gone through this way too many times than a person should in life, but, um, you can see how experienced she is with this because she manages to to you know we would say like to pull positivity out of where sometimes you can't really see it you know and she is so tough i'm so amazed and because i am i'm very sensitive especially when it comes to these type of things and um i need to first get my head together i need to like i said process it um and it's my in my my morning process is a roller coaster. Oh, it is just terrible, and you need to pull yourself kind of out of a situation to make sure that you don't stay in a hole or that you don't get in a hole. And um, I have experience with it too, but my not like my mom, who from the age of uh, I think twenty five had her first experience with something this powerful. And the way she processes it versus how I process it are two different ways, but both of them correct, both of them right. The same way my friend here in Germany. It is sometimes painful when people ask us strange questions um, in Germany, like I said, because it seems sometimes so cold and so um, heartless. But we do need to remember that people come from different places. In the same way I tell them, so I respect how you do your things and I actually do see some positivity um, behind it. However, I am not that way, so I ask you to respect the way I do it too. And therefore, also control <laughs> your need to ask certain questions or to make certain comments like, well, he was going to die anyway, you know, things like that. Um, well, we all die someday. Yes, I know. <laughs> But it doesn't make it easier. How do I tell you this, right? Um, yeah, so a few differences here and there um, that make the process sometimes harder, sometimes easier. But we all go through a process of mourning. So for anyone out there going through it or, you know, this will get better. We remember that um, the pain we go through when we are mourning is not necessarily only about this person passing away, right? The, the fact that they died. It's not about death itself, um, I believe. It's about the emptiness we will feel when that they are not with us. So we are all selfish <laughs> in, in a way. And 
it is only natural to feel that way. It is a pain we feel because we know this person will no longer be there for us. So yes, for all the people saying, oh, he's in a better place and she's in a better place. Yes, we do know this. <laughs> but everybody needs to go through the process of realizing that it's okay that they will not be there for us anymore. You know, we will not get to see the person. We will not get to share and spend time with the person, see their smile, see or hear them laugh, hear them sing, in, in grandpa's case, hear him whistle. Um, yeah, so, so many things. So if you are in the process and you need a hand, contact someone, you know, talk to a friend. Don't do it alone. Don't crawl into your own space because sometimes being alone during all this makes it dangerous yeah so that was a little bit about the intercultural part of mourning and I thank you all for listening today is not a happy day but we are still trying to do our job right to get up every morning to see the beauty beautiful things in life the beauty in every little thing that we have to enjoy, in my case, languages and to enjoy the beauty of words that was actually taught by my grandfather. <laughs> so he was a man of words and uh, of many words and he could express himself like no other. And yeah, so thank you all for tuning in. I hope this was uh, <laughs> helpful and yeah. Okay, so we'll hear you soon. Thank you so much again and bye-bye.